Greetings, and welcome back to the KindGM podcast. I'm your host, Chris. And I am your other host, Anastasius. This is episode 7, right? <laughs> it is, yes. Alright. And uh, there are some special circumstances. Yeah, we've been away for some time. So let's just uh, jump right into it. So, what are those special circumstances you've been talking about? I think that everyone knows all about it. You might have heard that there's a bit of a specific (laughs) disease going around. And... uh, Yeah, uh, so far all the episodes were uh, recorded uh, up close. We were meeting in uh, Chris's house or my house and uh, we recorded it together. But uh, we didn't really want to risk it this time. Not that, uh, you know, uh, either of us has a virus, but there was absolutely no need to try anything. Yeah, since we are responsible citizens. Exactly. We decided to protect both of our families. And since the podcast isn't, let's call it, a business that is essential, (laughs) we decided to put it aside for a month or two until we both had the necessary equipment to record from each other's house. Yeah, this, this is... we're trying to do it online. I bought a new microphone... And uh, we'll see how it how it all goes down. Yeah. Uh, hopefully the sound will be better. This is what I'm trying to achieve with this. Since we were recording using one uh, microphone, there was more noise and stuff. But hopefully, if both uh, microphones have the same quality, the quality of the podcast overall will increase since we'll be recording in different uh, files. Yeah. <clears throat> Which is pretty much the default <laughs> when you're recording a podcast. We were just being... We were working with what we had. Yeah, exactly. And uh, speaking of the virus, uh, since yesterday we have been <laughs> in lockdown. Not really a happy occasion, but yeah. Cases in Greece have been uh, picking up speed the past few weeks, and especially in our town. So, so for example, in Thessaloniki, the vice capital, I guess you could say, the second capital of Greece, a month before, there were no cases, like zero cases. And one month, one month later, it got a full lockdown. It's getting like 500 cases, 800 cases daily, which is a lot compared to the population of the city and of Greece overall. That's a lot. Yeah. Anyway, but to be honest, first of all, this uh, was something I had predicted because overall, this this is a secret between us. Greeks in general do not have um, social responsibility. This thing as a concept doesn't exist here. I I think it's the same everywhere, to be honest. The, the lack of it in general, yeah, this is a problem. This is a, mod- a modern society problem. But it varies 
in places. In Greece, its lack is monumental. Because, for example, in Australia, they closed down the country for four months, and now they are pretty much fine. At least that's what the current uh, reports show. On the contrary, we were doing very fine. Then the government decided to open uh, the borders and uh, the tourism with no measures at all, which created a problem, a double problem. First of all, yeah, people uh, that were infected would come and create a problem here. The second problem is that when you see that your government not giving a damn about uh, the situation and caring only for the economy, yeah, you immediately become disincentivized. So you so you think, yeah, the government doesn't care, so I'm not gonna care, I'm gonna go on my vacation. Yeah. Speaking of vacation, when the lockdown was announced, about, uh, what, 150,000 people left, left Athens to go to their uh, villages. Yeah, this is another issue. I was going to go to that. But first we have the whole September to November saga. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Because after the initial tourism went well, there was a domestic tourism. So we knew things were going really bad. We were seeing the cases increase even here. And we weren't seeing the government taking any measures. And the best part is that we know when one of the heads of the Ministry of Public Safety or something like that came in our region, one of the mayors here said, don't enforce a lockdown yet because our hotels are almost booked full. And after that, Uh, there, it was a whole week that some people from Thessaloniki would come because they had a major holiday for their city combined with a, a national holiday, which is the 28th of, of October. Bear in mind, in the 28th of October, here's a trivia for you, we celebrate the beginning of World War II because we can't celebrate the ending of the war, because when it ended, we immediately had a major civil war. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, the civil war was pretty much going on while the Second World War was still happening. Near the end, I think, of World War, it got bad. Let's not get into that. And yeah. Mm. Right, and the people in our city were trolling and joking like, After the 28th, immediately, we're gonna get a lockdown. And, <laughs> of course, on the 29th, we got a lockdown. Obviously, yeah. yeah. And just a few days later, a national lockdown was announced. So here we are. And, as I said, I am, I'm not exactly happy about the lockdown, but... It's something that uh, we think needed to be done, and... We might not be happy it happened, but we are happy that the measure was taken. And that's pretty much it, because nobody cared. A lot of people didn't care. Me the measures, the simple measures, weren't followed, and thus we have reached the second lockdown. That's pretty much it. Though, I don't think it's going to affect me that much. 
personally because most of my responsibilities are done online. Yep, same here. Yeah. Speaking of responsibilities, <laughs> more news. Yeah, I got accepted to a master's program, which is done online. And that's why I said uh, most of my responsibilities can be done online. I can upload this podcast online. <clears throat> I write online. Everyone give a round of applause for Chris. Congratulations. Yeah, one of the things we can do online the way I want it is play board games. And yeah, we can use Tabletop Simulator to do that, but yeah, it has a different feel. True. I mean, it's a different thing to hold those Necrons in your hands than uh, moving them with a mouse. Speaking of Necrons, we actually played some Warhammer 40k. Yeah. Twice. Yeah, it was nice. And also, it was on a clutch, actually, right before the lockdown. We managed to get... I think so, yeah. We managed to get two good games in. We did a combat patrol without... Uh, how do you call those? Not command points. Yeah, yeah, we didn't use command points in general. But it was fun. Both times I played Necrons, you played uh, Space Marines. Yeah. We used the Indomitus box, armies. Not all of them. We did a 500 point each. And it was fun. And if I remember correctly, I won the first, you won the second. Yeah. And I think I won in an unorthodox way. <laughs> based you on... won because my, what's he called, the Necron Overlord missed his Tachyon Arrow. Well, you know, you know what they say, sometimes Tachyon Arrows miss. <laughs> they shouldn't. He's an Overlord. Yeah, and my dude is a judiciar. He has a sword. <laughs> Yeah, but Necrons are better than uh, Ultramarines. They have better technology. Well, that doesn't mean much. Anyway. So, what is our main topic today? It's not exactly a main topic. It's more like one more discussion we're going to have. But this time I came prepared because in this... um, discussion more people are going to join well not actively but in spirit <laughs> so i had this uh, this topic actually came from one of my random questions i make on twitter sometimes and my question on twitter turned into a poll and i said what is your ideal group size since Twitter doesn't allow a lot of options. I had to go with four, which is the maximum. And option one was one to two. Option two was three to four. Option three was five to six. And the last option was seven plus. I know I could have done it in many uh, different ways, but this was what I came up with in the 10 seconds I thought of the options. (laughs) And I think there were a lot of votes, a lot of people participated in the poll. And not just in by voting, but also by commenting. Because, yeah, a lot of people said that since the options didn't actually fit them, they just uh, commented their preferred group size, and also gave some very, very interesting reasons. 
But before we move to the results of the poll, why don't we talk about it in a more general sense? Right, I'm going to begin, and I think that not many people will agree with me, but I prefer small groups. And by small, I mean two, three maximum. Does this include the game uh, master? No, I'm going to always talk about players. Two players, right? maybe three, and I even like one. Uh, it makes it much easier for me to plan, to have every player feel uh, as if they properly participate in the game. The games uh, flow more smoothly because, I mean, usually our group is three people, three players, rarely four, and even then, like, combat can take hours, even the simplest combat encounter. So, with more people, you know, by the time your turn comes again, you have forgotten what you did the last time. And uh, obviously it's much easier in terms of uh, role-playing as well. You can keep track of everyone's characters, what they want, what they have, how you can integrate them in the story properly. And uh, all of that, you know, it's much easier for me. And I think it's better for the players as well. Uh, I think most people prefer a medium-sized group, like four to six players. I'm sure people will say that that's how the game was designed. I mean, even the challenge ratings are for four-player parties. So four, I think, is usually the minimum intended group size, always talking about players. And uh, that is certainly an uh, opinion, <laughs> let's say. But uh, if the argument for that is balance, game balance, mechanics, uh, I'm not really sold on it. Because you can easily adjust the balance and the rewards and the combat encounters on the fly even for the appropriate party size. And uh, any larger group f f than that is for me no way. Like uh, I see some uh, posts about 7 or 8 people and I can't imagine playing in that. Even though I remember that the very first time we played uh, there were 7 players if I remember correctly. Why do I remember a bit more? More than seven. I think yeah. it was either seven or eight. Yeah, I think it was eight. And it was, I mean, my first GMing experience was for eight people. And we immediately split the party into three parties, not just two. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, I was like, b before even realizing that I would be uh, GMing for that many people, I was... Okay, I'm just going to jump in the water and learn to swim, since I had only tried uh, D&D once before that. So, <laughs> it wasn't just me jumping into the water. <laughs> there was also someone pushing my head down <laughs> deeper into the water. Many someones. Yeah, with eight people and, and splitting the party. And also, yeah... It's not... I don't want to say they weren't um, serious with playing. It's just that... It was understandably a bit of a chaotic thing. Yeah, it was very chaotic. But yeah. I wouldn't mind doing that again now. Since I have... I think I have grown a bit. But anyway, we're getting out of topic. Yeah, as I said, I would mind. 
I don't think I would play, even as a player in large groups. I don't know, I generally prefer, uh, you know, a few people, very few. The last time I GM'd was for five people. Did that uh, create a problem for you? Did, did, uh, did you enjoy it or well, the number of people? Here's the thing. We're getting a bit wider in our topic now. It's fine. It's still about group size, either from a GM standpoint or a player standpoint. It doesn't matter. I'm not saying I didn't enjoy it or I wouldn't enjoy a large group. I mean, we had fun. It was fine. Uh, we were also teaching new players, so it was, you know, it's a little different situation there. Oh, no. Wait, that was when I was GMing. I mixed no, up. I mean, no, no, no. You didn't mix up because the, there were new players in there as well. I mean... One guy had played before, but they just told him to roll the dice, and he was just doing that, so he was playing actually for the first time, and in 5th edition, and the other guy was a bit experienced, but never had played 5th edition before, I think. Yeah, I think I remember what you're uh, referring to now. Anyway, yeah, uh, what I was saying is that it's not that I didn't enjoy it, or that I would not enjoy playing in a larger group it's that i would enjoy more a smaller group i think you have more fun you have a better connection with the others that sort of thing let me ask you a question that is going to delve a bit deeper i get it this is your personal preference is this could this be related to your actual your current gming skills and or your personality. I mean, the second, the second is pretty much a given, redundant because it's a personal opinion. Yeah, but yeah. So just answer the, the GM GM skill. skills. Uh, I would say it does uh, does factor into it, but not really that much. It's more that I, yeah, I don't consider myself like a very talented GM or something, and uh, I do. As I said earlier, fewer people means that it's easier to prepare and it's easier to give more attention to everyone. But I think it's more like my personality, as you said. I'm not very social, so it also plays a role into that. But let's say you had five very close friends, so you have five Chris's. Would you be able to run the games with no issues? Well, maybe I'm not the right person to GM for because you know I may go well intentioned but but I may end up adding more chaos but yeah so I don't know I really don't know I can't really imagine that hypothetical I mean obviously I would play and I would enjoy it but would I enjoy it more than if we played you know the three of us or just you and me where I'm going to is that I think that maybe the imposter syndrome plays a role here as well. So maybe since you, uh, as you also said, you don't think you are a very talented GM, that's where I'm going, where I'm connecting this. Yeah, as I said, it does play a role, but not uh, most of it. It's a minority. I see. As for me, I don't really know, to be honest. I have run sessions for one person, for two people, and for eight people. So I have 
experience from all the ranges. What I agree with is that getting to run a game for seven plus people, unless they are serious about it in a sense that they understand that they are a lot of people and try to have the session run smoothly, this can cause issues. I don't mean in a sense that it would take from their fun and entertainment, but in a sense that, okay, we're like eight people playing, maybe we should prepare what we what we want to do in our turns, and maybe we should not try to derail the game by talking about random topics out of game and stuff like that. So I think minor things like that can help run the game with that many people. Still, there is an issue of balance which also exists with uh, groups of less than four people because the game is designed for four to six people and when you go beyond those numbers things aren't gonna get any better since it seems that even for this number of people it's not very well balanced. That's that's true. So it it adds more work to the GM, both for less people and more people. It's not that I'm not willing to do it, because if people I want to run games for ask me to do it, I will do it. But yeah, I need the incentive to do it. I can't run for seven strangers. I can't run a game for seven strangers like I did the last time. This is how I have grown, <laughs> in a sense. I mean, it also depends on what you are playing. I mean, in one shot, you actually don't really care a lot, I think. Yeah. So you just say, oh, I'll add a couple more monsters or I'll, you know, that. But in long-term campaigns, that's when uh, the work piles up. One-shots are a free-for-all. You don't care at all. I mean, how many are you? 25. Sure, let's go. It's gonna take us like 10 hours to finish it, but let's do it. <laughs> but as you said, yeah, in a campaign, you are more involved. It's a long-running Thing. And you want, as a GM as well, to get some entertainment out of it. I mean, you're creating something and you want to see it finished one way or the other. I mean, campaign doesn't mean you ha- the players have to follow a story that you have written for them. That's why I mean one way or the other. But adding too much chaos to it may end up not uh, finishing the campaign. Um, And again, I'm talking about in both the small and the large groups. This can happen for both. Although I think for small groups it's much easier to handle. Because in in small groups you also have the offset of you might have to do more work to mechanically balance everything, but you'll also have to do less work because there are less people. So I think it sort of balances it out. And maybe you can add that extra time into developing the stories for the characters, maybe. But anyway, I think my final opinion is going to be, I think four to five people are the best for me right now. I'm going to say the following. I think for me, the best size is two. Two players. Yes. I think that not many people will agree with me, which we will also see as a result of the poll that you mentioned earlier. But for me, I think uh, three is also fine, but two is the best. One is also fine, but one is a special sort of case and has other issues. It's very, very different because with one player there are no fallbacks, let's say. You have to be way more careful. 
with two players, one can always rescue the other or sort of... Uh, they can drag their body back to the temple <laughs> to keep yeah, resurrected. Yeah, but with one player, you, I don't know if... Uh, the GM sort of adds a companion or something, but that's the same as having two players. Only the GM is now playing one of them. I th- I still think it can work, but it will uh, take some special uh, measures. But to repeat myself once more, two players. So, because you said two players, I have one final question before we move to the results of the poll. Could it be, could your preference of two players be that because i only have two friends no 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 no. because the majority of the sessions of our first sessions was for two players so it grew into you maybe but i don't think so okay i'm pretty sure it probably had some effect but i don't think so no okay i see so i think it's just the the right balance between uh, being able to handle things mechanically for the players from the side of the players, as I said, one player, very tough thing to balance. And uh, I can also handle them uh, in terms of the campaign and the background sort of things, you know, role-playing. And I always feel it's always easier to increase the power level than decrease it. I mean, if you have many players, you have to sort of tone down their power or uh, add more monsters, but adding more monsters would... Uh, make the battle, the combat encounters take even more time than they already would with seven or eight people. So it's easier for, to just, you know, say, hey, take a, a special feature that makes you do more damage, something like that. And it also feels better for the players, you know, you get more stuff, hey, your character is better, that's nice. And I've gone rambling a bit again. Yeah, and they kind of zoned out. <laughs> anyway, let's get into numbers now. Numbers make me feel safe. (laughs) So... The numbers, Chris. What do they mean? So, the people who voted on the poll were 2,095, which is something that blew my mind. And there were a ton of comments. I don't remember how many of them there were, but it sparked a lot of conversation between people who commented on the tweet. And now, of the people who voted, 1.7 which is around 36 people, voted that they that their preferred group size is 1 to 2 players. The poll was meant for players. The number the numbers are here are for players. So 36 people in you like 1 to 2 players. <laughs> Next we have 53.8, which is roughly 1127 people who prefer 3 to 4 players. Then we have 42%, which is around 880, that prefer 5 to 6. And then we have a 2.5%, which is around 52, that prefer 7 plus players. Now, before I move to the comments, I want to make a few notes. One note is that a lot of people wanted to vote for 4 to 5 players, and this option wasn't available, so they voted either 3 to 4 or 5 to 6. But I think it wasn't a ton of them. People vo- uh, people com- commented people commented that they preferred 4 to 5 people, so I, I don't think it skews the results that much. My second note is that technically more people prefer five, uh, 7 plus players 
than one to two players. Now, as for comments, as I said, uh, some people commented which they prefer, and 42 people said they like four to five players, five people said they prefer three to five players, and there were also some comments about two to four, six to eight, and four to seven. These uh, three groups got one comment each. What I want to However, the most interesting comments were the following. There were people that mentioned that they prefer a, a number of players, but they add more than their ideal number when they form a group, because they take into consideration players who may not be able to join in a session. There were nine people, actually, who commented this, and... That uh, was very interesting, to me, at least. Because since we didn't have a lot of players until now, we couldn't say, hey, this guy isn't going to come, so we'll just play the three of us. Because when we played with two or three players, it wasn't that easy to just say, yeah, they're not gonna play today. But having a preferred size of four to five people, and then adding plus two in a group, just to take into consideration people not be able, uh, not being able to attend. It's very interesting. What do you think? It is certainly a way to sort of uh, take into account the fact that people won't always be able to make it. But I'm going to offer the following counter-argument. If you play with two or three people, you obviously, it will be much easier to coordinate and thus have less people not show up. And uh, obviously, yeah, my people might say there are emergencies or uh, I know people who say they will come and uh, don't come because they get bored or whatever. But uh, in my opinion, uh, well, if people can't be trusted to show up when they say they do, why do you even bother with them, playing with them on a consistent basis? Well, maybe because since their preferred size is four people, four to six people, already scheduling isn't easy, as yeah. easy as with two and to three people. So what I was going to move yeah, on to. Yeah, so the reason is this, I think. They add more people to be able to enjoy group size they like. Yeah, that's certainly a fine idea. This is somewhat similar with playing a West Marches style campaign, because what the idea in West Marches is that you have a GM or GMs, and they don't schedule the games. The players get together, create groups, and decide to play a session, and then talk to the GM, and if uh, the GM can play that time, they say, okay, let's do it. At least this is the very, very, very basic idea. Well, it's done, I think it's done better, not, I'm not gonna say it's done better or worse, because the campaign then gets very different than usual campaigns. So I can't really compare after this uh, organization part. But let's move to another idea we got in the comments. So one comment mentioned that they have different numbers for online and in-person groups. So they prefer less people online, three to four players, and more IRL, five to six. See, that's strange to me, because I would expect the opposite. More people online and less IRL. Well, it's. I think it's easier to coordinate people IRL. Once you have organized the time and everyone is, everyone is on the table, I think it's more easy to coordinate them. Because in some cases, people are going to start talking in the microphone at the same time 
it is it, it creates some chaos yeah that is a bit of a problem that uh, that's a problem we face right now recording this that we don't see each other and we don't uh, have you know the signal that i'm done talking you can answer now and imagine with a larger la- latency things are going to be worse so maybe that could be a reason And also maybe another possible reason is that they play with different people. And in many cases you may be playing with strangers online. And maybe it could be easier for you to get to know them in the first sessions. Or if it's one shot again to be able to communicate better with them. That's also true. But it's a very very interesting uh, comment that one. And finally uh, we got a comment three times which was that they have different numbers for different games, genres, or systems. Which actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, sure, D&D is uh, designed for four to six players, but other games don't necessarily have that. I mean, even between D&D editions, things can be different. Yeah. I mean, uh, we have played fourth edition using two players, uh, and... Again, I don't hate it, but combat was a bit sluggish. And going with more people, again, it would make things more slow. And that also goes to different systems. Though different genres, I don't... I'm not sure I get it. I mean, probably because I haven't formed that example in my head right now. I think that would uh, depend on, again, on the system. I don't know if they meant that they played different games or that they had a universal system that supported different uh, genres. But uh, again, consider if you played a horror game, you wouldn't want like eight uh, people all piled in, uh, you know, running around. Uh, <laughs> Everyone get in here. here. Yeah, exactly. You would want fewer people. But, you know, you play something like uh, uh, Warhammer... Uh, it's action, you know, you play some soldiers, you go and fight in a war. Yeah, that could be, that could support more people. Yeah, that was a nice example for me to get it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not exactly related, but in the the old guardsman party, <laughs> didn't they go over hundreds of characters in the beginning? And there were quite a, quite a few of players as well. And they were playing only war, one of the Warhammer 40,000 systems. Yeah. And I think that's all for the main topic. The, it's, it's very interesting to check out the tweets. I'm going to have the tweet linked below if you like to check it out yourselves. And in general, I think that's all. We're not going to have any of the other segments this time for various reasons. One is that, yeah, we've talked quite a bit in the first part of the podcast. We had a lot of uh, catching up to do. And also, I want to first check out how things are going to be with the new recording setup. And thirdly, I don't want to make uh, things that difficult for our new editor. Which is me. Anastasios, because I have... We, we will see. Yeah. <laughs> you are an intern <laughs> in the podcast editing business. Uh, let's We'll see how things go. I did edit, I think, a couple of the first ones. You had... uh, Yeah, you did some initial editing. You removed a lot of uh, dead parts, a lot of noise and stuff. But I always wanted to do the editing. But I I can see it. Now I can't really catch up with everything. Plus, my computer is half dead. And that's also one of the reasons 
we don't really know how the computer is going to handle this. So it seems now that it's recording fine, but then I will have to press stop and save. And in the save part, I just hope it won't explode. Yeah, that's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening. Please uh, leave a like, subscribe if you're listening to this on uh, YouTube, subscribe if you're listening to this on your favorite podcasting app. If you have a question or an idea or a topic we'd like you would like us to talk about, please leave them as a comment or send it at podcast.thekindgm at gmail.com. And also, as well, if you want to say what's the group size you prefer, leave it as a comment as well. Yeah, if you didn't have the... Make sure to also check out the blog, which is the main hub of everything we do. Articles go there, uh, links to... YouTube videos to the podcast, everything is there. Maps. I need to upload some of them as well. If you like what we do, either here on or on YouTube or on the blog, and you want to support us, you can do this by joining the Patreon page. There you will find some extra content, you can be part of uh, the community, and again, I don't know when this will go up, but I have an interesting idea I'll be implementing soon on Patreon. And I think that's all. Probably. <laughs> So, until next time, have fun. Have fun.